Minute 126 of the Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Simon of the movie Mustache. Welcome to the show, Simon. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone. Yeah, this is going to be a fun week. We have some very interesting minutes to discuss, so hopefully we'll be able to to keep everyone even more interested in addition to what we've been doing in the past. (laughs) This minute, basically, we we ended last week by the fact that they were basically caught in the process of, of trying to break out of the camp. This minute begins with the prisoners trying to get out of the the tunnel the ones that you know that weren't able to get out through the trees they need to actually try to get out back into the barracks before they're they're caught from there so th- this minute 126 begins with Strachwitz watching one of the prisoners emerge from the tunnel and goes all the way till we hear von luger say sech sun sing sivzik which uh at at the end of this minute well i'll explain to people what that is if they don't know what we're we're talking about at that point. Basically, at the, the end of the minute on Friday, we had Goff telling Soren to, to wait for him, make sure that, uh, you know, they get out at the same time. And then we, we get a shot here of the, the washroom where the prisoners are coming out of the tunnel. We, we have a number of prisoners start uh, emerging from the tunnel with Strachwitz holding his gun on them. And he starts screaming, out, out. And, you know, the, one of the, the the first guy trying to get out is a little startled by this. He, what, what's interesting is is that some of them have bags and some of them don't. You know, like, uh, did, do, you, do you think they just left whatever they had in the tunnel and that was it? They just wanted to get out as quickly as possible? You'd think they would have, but uh, I, I guess when when you're in a situation where they've been, I suppose those things mean a lot to them. So they, sometimes people cling to things, don't they, whatever they can, whatever scrap of hope or freedom they possibly have um the one thing that strikes me and it's it's uh, demonstrated perfectly in this minute with Strachwitz hold, uh, standing over the over the drain holding his uh, uh mp40 uh, and is that this movie does that disappointment feeling very well there's that elation of the escape is coming and you can see in all of those blokes who are standing there in the shower block and the ones who are having to climb out of the tunnel. I mean, obviously, it's scary enough it's, you know, emerging from a tunnel with a man pointing a gun at you. But there is that deflation of we came so close. Yeah. Uh, and they, they do it very well. And in this, this minute, it's demonstrated perfectly. You can actually feel it for them. The... Uh, especially considering some of them have probably been locked up for four years at this point of their life. Yeah, exactly. And and I think there's also, I mean, it's good that you, you mentioned the whole idea of disappointment. I think there's also a little bit of disappointment on Strachwitz's side, that he's looking at them saying, you know, here I was hoping that obviously he's the one who found Tom and he's the one who, who you know, isn't always acting as nice to them as possible. But I, I think he is also of the same mind frame as Von Luger, that they prefer just to sit this war out you know, as as quietly as possible, you know, away from the front and whatever it is. And so it, you see that he's a, a little disappointed in the prisoners that they, they actually did try something this big, especially since it was just a few weeks ago that that, that he discovered Tom. You know, the idea that, yeah. okay, we, we caught you, we, we stopped this one tunnel, and now, you know, <laughs> you've, you've dug another one. He, he doesn't know that they were digging, you know, three tunnels simultaneously. So I, I think that that's part of it. And I, I love the way that they have, like, the spectators 
you, know, you have all, all the other guys standing in the barracks. There's a guy clinging to one of the, the poles, you know, just looking mm. to see what's going to happen. I guess you can call this a spectator sport in a uh, prisoner of war camp because there's, you know, not much else to do. So let's watch and see. Also, he also wants to sort of count himself lucky because I, I know he could do a lot of damage with that, but he's the only one in there as, as in terms of a guard. I mean, people do incredible, crazy things when when something affects them, and to just be the lone man with your back to a wall. There's not a door behind him; it's a, it's a wall. And yes, he's got a gun, but how quick? How many rounds could he have effectively got off before all of those prisoners jump him and beat him to death? I mean, I mean, they didn't. It was just it was one thing that strikes me. He's put himself in a rather vulnerable position, and it's just. Maybe it speaks to his character that he, in a way, felt so in control and so in charge. And yes, the tunnel is a bit of a uh, sort of a slap to the face for him, but he's trying to reestablish that dominance by, look at me, I'm, I'm the big man in charge, big cheese sort of thing. But I would have actually felt quite vulnerable in that position, surrounded by that amount of men. Like you say, I'm surprised he's not forcing them to, to funnel out, but... Uh, that was another thing I took from that moment. Yeah, no, no, I definitely agree with you. I mean, first of all, we don't know how many other guards are in the barracks yeah. themselves. It's possible there are other guards there, but, but there definitely is a crowd of prisoners standing around. There, there's no question about that. Uh, you you would think... I mean, it's also... We, I guess we need to take into consideration that this is the middle of the night. You know, the fact that yes. Strachlis must have been on duty because he's in full uniform, so therefore... You know, he wasn't uh, awoken from his bed and quickly, you know, put on his clothes and, and ran out. He, he he was on the ready. There's there's no question about that. Mm. We, we we see then Soren, you know, pops up. And, and Soren just gives him a, a really interesting look, the way that he does it. I mean, Soren is played by William Russell, who I, I, I'm actually not very familiar with, with any of the other movies. I mean, he, he was in Doctor Who for two seasons in the 1960s. I'm, I'm not a Doctor Who fan. You know, and he no. played... He had a very minor part in Superman. He played one of the elders. You know, he says he's not really an actor who... I mean, he, uh, he has a lot of, of TV credits. He had, he had 73 TV credits over his entire career. And he had 24 movie credits, even even a movie last year. He was, you know, in 2020. Actually, he's still alive. Interesting. I, I, I thought that there were only two... Two of the escapees that were still alive, apparently there are three. Because you have, there's John Layton is still alive, David McCollum, and uh, apparently now William Russell also. Yeah. Interesting. And he's he's 96 right now. Wow. That's that's actually and pretty I, impressive that he was in a movie this year, if he's 96. Yeah. Yeah, and he was, uh, actually did his national service in the Royal Air Force. Interesting. Mm. I mean, he, he, he was, he was born in 1924, so he, he, he was eligible to, to be in, you know, in the war itself. At the time, interesting. Ah, but he was doing—he <laughs> was doing entertainment in the Air Force. He—he mm. he wasn't a flyer. <laughs> no. Um, so I guess that helped him to prepare a little bit for the for this part. But but again, I like the way that he just gives Zachlitz a very interesting look as he's coming out, and then he takes his time getting out. There's, you know, uh, on on Friday we discussed that there, you know, one of the guys is basically pulled out by Strachlitz, and another one just, you know, tries to get out as quickly as possible. But someone just takes his time. You know, he's not in any rush. And as he's, you know, stepping out, then Ramsey shows up, gives him a look also, you know, saying, sorry, didn't work out. And then he goes to, to stand against the wall. And then we have Goff show up. Now, I've, I've always mentioned that Goff is, uh, you know, the typical extra in the, the whole movie. He doesn't really have very much to do. 
You know, he's the uh, third string American. They, they they give him all these you know strange lines and things to do along the way. You know, he's he's not really an integral part to to the whole thing. But, no, but they, they they give him some nice lines here. You know, where where he's he's the guy who you know is is the, he's the last one out of the tunnel. Uh, gets to uh, talk to Steve McQueen and kind of be his sidekick almost. He gets to hold on to the to, to his baton mitt. Yeah, his mitten ball, sir. Yes. He he gets out of there. He basically lines up the prisoner Stratus lines the prisoners up on against the wall, which you know, is <laughs> it it gives the impression that, that, that he might actually be about to, you know, just shoot them all. I mean obviously we know that the tone of the movie probably wouldn't allow that, but regardless no. The, the idea is is that the way that he lines them up is something that, that you see in many World War II movies, and most of them do not have a happy ending after that. <laughs> mm, you know, not, yeah. that not that this movie has a happy ending, but the, these guys that are pulled out basically have their way here. It, it's a very weird situation, isn't it? Because it's kind of like the, the for both sides, really, but obviously because the, the Germans are scrambling to react to something that they didn't actually know was going on, and all of the Allies are kind of like, Okay, so there's that disappointment that we spoke of earlier, but then there's also that okay, what now? What's going to happen to us? So what are they going to do? Because no one really knows. They're all sort of standing there with a bit of not really deer in headlights, but it's almost like that in that they they don't really know what happens now. Right. Are we just going to go to bed, or are they going to be, right. you know keep us up all night, or are they going to punish us? Or it's it's like an, an unknown sort of position to be in. Right. quite interesting. Right. I mean, it's one of the things that they never really address in the movie at all. You know, we see some of the prisoners go into the cooler, but there are other times where prisoners should probably have been sent to the cooler and aren't. So, like, at, at this point, you know, do these characters believe that they're about to be sent to the cooler? Do they think they're going to get a different type of punishment? You know, like, what, what do they think they're doing? And and then we get a shot of Strachwitz looking at them where he's pointing the gun right at them. Which mm. again gives the impression that 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 he might be about to open fire on them, because he's so upset at what just happened. But what you can also see is, is that that at this and in that same shot, that he usually he is uh, dressed to perfection, and you see that the flap of his jacket is a little bit open and and his collar is 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 open also. So the question is is you know then then it brings us back to what we said earlier. Did he actually just wake up and throw in his jacket and, and run out? You know, or was he, you know, maybe he was just getting a cup of coffee or whatever it was, you yeah. know. <laughs> Working the night shift. On the night shift, exactly, and was was taken off guard for for this type of thing. And then the prisoners just, you know, he, he gives them a look and they, they all start filing out, you know. Then then he says out and motions with his head towards the door. They they, they, they move along out that. They, they actually you know, leave the room in a somewhat orderly fashion. You know, nobody's trying to, you know, no one's in any rush, obviously. Mm. This, is, this is not something where you want to rush to be the first one out. No. You know, and then, obviously, as we mentioned earlier, there's the whole idea of disappointment on both sides here. And then the scene cuts to the outside where we get to see them doing roll call. And this is actually a rare shot in the movie where we get to see all the prisoners in one shot because most of the time they're just moving around to... You know, they give the impression that there there are actually more prisoners than there really are. So when when did did you try and count how many prisoners there were here? No, no, I I, I didn't. There's a okay. Well, there's I a I did. <laughs> I tried. 
it's yeah. it's it's not perfect because it's some of the far ones are are harder to to actually differentiate. My guesstimation is is that there are thirty seven rows of prisoners standing in in fives, so that that comes out to one hundred and eighty five prisoners. Okay, now we know that they're that they wanted to get two hundred and fifty out. Mm-hmm. We also know that there's approximately six hundred prisoners in the camp. So basically, this shot is trying to establish that there are a lot of prisoners here, but they don't even come close to, to, to really showing us. You know, if, if someone were to do what I just did and try and count it, they're, they're, they're not going to be able to, to come up with something even close. Because even if you take the 185 and you add to it the 76 that we know got out, right? So that only comes out to 261. So basically, everyone that's here in this picture are the ones that should have gotten out. You know, there's 11 guys that should have stayed in. That was it. <laughs> so, you know, that I, again, that I, I I understand why they're not going to try to get 600 extras and stuff like that for for this type of scene. You know, they they do give the the scene gives the impression that there are a lot more prisoners than there really are. Yeah, and they they, they yeah. do that effectively. Yeah, I, I I read a I was reading a book in preparation for this uh, about the the real escape, and one thing the one by uh, the Brickhill. No, no, not that one. Uh, I think it was called The Real Great Escape. I can't remember what it was called. Okay. Um, but he did say one of the things they could do um, to be a pain in the ass was make the count drag. It could take hours to actually get an effective count because they could just play... Uh, uh, they could just mess with the, the guards and make they could make actually... Because apparently they do a count every morning, but they could make it last pretty much the entire morning before they uh, they got an effective count, so because they kept moving around, they kept switching places. They kept moving around, or, or switching places, or oh, he's in, you know, he, he's gone to the toilet, or th- things like that. Uh, they could they could mess with them. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And, and of course, it, it, with the amount of prisoners they'd be dealing with, trying to remember all those faces and the names that go with them. I mean, if you think if you take a register of a, a group of ten people, if they if they all swap names. You wouldn't know unless you knew them very well. You wouldn't know, would you? Right. And that's that's very true. Uh, I mean, I I think that because they've been in this camp probably about four months or so, that, yeah. that's my guesstimation at this point. That the that some of the guards are are more familiar with with who people are and their names. Mm-hmm. You know, we do we do have the point where you know Shachtus is walking around all the time with his book with his uh yes. you know with with his book that has the, the pictures and dossiers of everyone and stuff like that. And there have there are a few occasions where. Where one of the guards will say to someone, "You're not supposed to be in this barrack, are you?" Meaning, you, you, I know that you sleep somewhere else. That type of thing. So they, they do recognize them. You know, they're not nameless faces in the crowd. A lot of them are, obviously. All these extras. Yeah. <laughs> but some of them, you know, some some of them they know who's supposed to be where and stuff like that. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying that that when they're doing roll call. It's very easy just to move around. You know, they're not going to necessarily know. I mean, one of the things I mentioned earlier is is that they're going to have people move around where they sleep in order to to give the impression that they have more beds that that are that that, that are filled up than not. Mm. You know, that type of thing. And then we get the long shot. We see Strathwitz walk towards three official figures, officers standing in the middle of the of the compound. As Strathwitz shows up, we get the, the close up. Where we see he gets the he uh, salutes to Posen. He has a paper in his hand, and we see that the the other two officers that are around there is are, are Ramsey and Van Luger. Uh, Ramsey is definitely standing 
very much had attention here. Because mm. he, he knows the onus is on him. He's he's the one in charge. You know, he's the one who, if they're going to punish somebody, they could punish him for, you know, for being the highest ranking officer and dealing with, having allowed such a thing. And then Strachwitz hands over a piece of paper, and, and he says something very strange. He says in German, uh, die aufstellen. Now, when I look this up, the translation doesn't make sense. It's just, it says the preparation. Now, obviously, what 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 I'm assuming he's saying here is here's the list. Mm. So it's or, or the the count, the count exactly. Yeah. No, because it's it's as we'll see. I think tomorrow, or maybe even a little later today, um, there's more than one page here. It's not just one page of of information. Mm. And so then Posen takes the the paper, and then he looks at it uh, briefly, and then he folds it up, <laughs> walks over to to stand right in front of Von Luger, salutes Von Luger. And then hands him the piece of paper, which which I think is a very funny way of doing it. You know, uh, yeah. obviously they're trying to do this officially and stuff like that, but you know they're standing one next to the other. I think there's there obviously is the whole idea of you know a chain of command that Strachwitz can't give it directly to Von Luger. He has to give it to Posen, and Posen has to give it to Von Luger. But just the way they do it seems uh, comical. You know, it reminds me from you know Jojo Rabbit, where uh, yeah. they have the whole you know Seagull scene. You know, mm-hmm. where where. <laughs> That you just you can take certain things to to a point, and then you can go beyond that point where it's just where it's more ridiculous. <laughs> it, it looks somewhat that way, that like that here to me. And then Von Luger takes the page, looks at it, and says, "Sechsun Siebzig," which is a translation of uh, seventy-six. Which, uh, mm. as we all know, seventy six is is one of the most important numbers of this movie. That basically is the way that uh, this minute ends. Is there anything else you wanted to say about uh, this minute, Simon? No, no. I think we've covered it quite well. Okay, great. So would you like to come back tomorrow? Absolutely. All right, great. So why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at movie underscore mustache. You can also find my site, The Movie Mustache, at moviemustache.com. All right, great. And while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcatcher that you might be using to listen to the show. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. Our website is thegreatescapeminute.com. And our Twitter account is greatescapemxm. So, until tomorrow, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.